resolution? No, I think I just have like, my goal was to clean up my life. Oh, <laughs> that sounds, not, just a small one. Just clean up your life. That doesn't, that it sounds really dramatic. I, I mean, like today I spent the day cleaning my closet and like. And then tomorrow, your life. <laughs> my life. No, I just mean like I can be kind of a cluttery person. So I, I want to like stop doing that. Oh, and I being the opposite of that really appreciate <laughs> Yeah, that. exactly. What about you? Do you have a New Year's resolution? You know me. Time's a construct. I don't put a lot of stock in all that. I just like to do a New Year's thing based on a pun. Uh huh. So I like New Year noodles, and mm-hmm. then I make spaghetti, which yeah, yeah. I had. Or I like to do um, New Year'd new beard, and yeah. I shaved off my beard. You did. So if it's a pun, I'll do it, but that's about it. True. Yeah, and that's that's all that matters, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And shaving off your beard isn't like a huge deal because it's already pretty much back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it'll be back by the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, not uh, a lot of New Year's resolutions, but some good fun times. <laughs> Are those going to be good fun times? Cleaning up. I again, I think so, but it definitely seems like you don't think so. No, I had. But a, we will see. I had a pretty good day today, actually. Good. I like had a podcast on, and I just like did it. I just went to work and pulled everything out of my closet. So, good um, job. It's it's definitely like a multi day project, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a really clean office by the time I go back to work on Monday. Nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to segue that, but (laughs) welcome everyone to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, our first episode of 2024, I think. My name is Indy New Yeard Randawa, and with me is Samantha, soon-to-be clutter-free Randawa. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, you have have the whole year. I have the whole year. (laughs) Well, what are we going to do today, Sam? Uh, Today is one of our pre-episodes, so we're going to give you two spoiler-free things of the week, or of the fortnight, and then I will be revealing what our big watch is for next week. But you have a theme that you let me know about today. I do have a theme. So the first theme of 2024 is childhood nostalgia. Perfect. So um, I felt like this was a good theme because in the new year or like at the holidays and stuff, you often do a lot of like looking back on your past and reflecting. And I thought, what a better way to do that than with a childhood nostalgia theme. I'm, I'm very excited for that theme. I have many, many ideas and then uh, kind of panicked at the last moment. But we'll get there. Let's lead it off first. What is your nostalgic thing of the fortnight? Um, so it's a book. Um, nobody is surprised. But this is one that I actually read with my eyeballs. Ooh, eye reading. Eye reading um, instead of ear reading. So um, this book is like probably the first book of this style that I read. Um, I was a pretty like voracious reader in like grade six and our teacher had a like little library where you could take stuff home and um it was uh kind of what started me off on my reading journey um so my thing of the fortnight is the giver by lois lowry and i feel like you'll know this book i sure do um so this is like the first dystopian novel as well as like 
probably one of the first young adult books that I read. And um, I didn't really know that then I would just like love that genre quite a bit, the like young adult genre. Um, And I to this day still generally read more younger adult books. Um, But I really liked this book because it really gives you a view of like how society can go wrong and how um, it's got like themes of like government oppression. Um, Do you remember this book at all? I do. I think, uh, yeah, along the lines of what you're saying, what I really appreciate about it and about well-done books of that genre, because, of course, this genre exploded as over the last, um, yeah, probably 20 to 10 years ago was like the real big boom of them and uh, of much lower quality, I would say, because I think what separates the good ones like this is they take things from our current world that we can see, but because they're making a either a sci-fi or a fantasy element to it, they can distill things that are a little more nuanced or complex or the fault of just humanity mm-hmm. in our world and put it on something else. So we can see that thing there is the problem. Yeah. And it is a distillation of the problems of our society. But when you're at a younger age, it's a lot more complex to look at it of like, well, capitalism leads to and going through all of that while these books put it on a person or on an idea and it helps you see that, notice the problem and then hopefully those younger readers are taking that next step and linking that into things in the world that they see around them. And I think The Giver is a very good example of this. Yeah, absolutely. So The Giver follows a 12-year-old boy named Jonas who is um, at 12 years old sent to kind of be sorted I don't know sorted into groups of what your job will be and he ends up getting receiver of memory which is a job that no one's ever really heard of um, and everyone's like very confused about what Jonas's future is going to be and then we get to meet the giver who is um, an old man who is basically holding all of the thoughts and emotions and um, memories of the time before their society um, was converted to sameness, which is kind of what makes their society seem utopian, but is actually very dystopian. And um, the, you kind of see Jonas learn about what the time was before and new getting his like new emotions and everything and moving away from sameness um, that he learns about like good and evil and what the world was like and why it isn't like that anymore and I found that like a really interesting concept at like probably 13 or 14 and um yeah I thought it was really cool um actually grade six I would have been like 11 or 12 yeah so I was about the same age as Jake or as Jonas is in this book and um yeah I I found this really compelling and uh I remember it kind of launching me into um, reading more books of this type. And you'll be happy to know it is still being used in schools. I think I did it in grade three or four. Okay. And I think in the meantime, it's been pushed back to being a grade six-ish novel because 
Well, actually, over the last three years, reading levels have gone down and people are much more wary about subject matter than they were when we were young. And they were like, yeah, kids will figure it out. Now they don't have that uh, same mindset nearly as much, but it's still still relevant. They made Mm -hmm. a movie of it not too long ago with your girl. My girl, Taylor Swift. Who was, I don't know, she didn't really do much in it. So you can't say that she was good or bad, but the movie was fine. Yeah. I do remember, though, the ending of this book. And I think I actually talked to you about it. And we have very different readings of that ending. Yeah. But we won't get into that no now. Spoilers. You should just go read The Giver. Yes, absolutely. It's a real quick read. So uh, yeah, you could read it in a day. It's it's a good one. It is a good one. Um, so yes, that is Lois Lowry's 1993 book, The Giver. It's from 93? It is from 93. I totally thought it was in like 2003 or something. Oh, I thought it was from like 1978. Oh, interesting that we both had different ideas. Um, So I read it when it came out. Sounds like it, yeah. Because I think I read it in 93 or 94. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it was established by then, huh? Yeah, I would have read it in like 1989, 2000. So um, yeah, I... uh, this was one that like kind of stuck with me, and I have definitely read it since grade six. Um, I haven't read it lately, but maybe it's maybe it's time. I read it last year. Did you? Which kind of, if you are done, leads me to my nostalgic thing of the week. Excellent. Go ahead. Which is the novel The Giver by Lois oh, Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there was a small part of me. I'm like, maybe I should check with Indy and make sure Just he's not. Just kidding, but not really. <laughs> so my thing of the week, I suggested the theme a while yes. ago to you, but we didn't know what we were going to do. We thought we had so much more time. We don't. I need to edit this and get it out in like three days. Yeah. So we went with nostalgic childhood things and while working out just now I thought oh I'll do uh, books I loved as a 10 year old Uh I'll just do a quick pitch of a bunch of books and between sets when I was working out I would jot down notes for a book at a time and I had them in order of um, Phantom Tollbooth, The Giver, Hatchet, Maniac McGee, Shiloh, Mouse on the Motorcycle, uh, Bridge to Terabithia and then I started writing the notes for Bridge Terabithia, and I was talking about how it has such a great depiction of grief that we don't even get in adult books. And then I was like, I've said this before. And it seems too nuanced of a take for me to have given when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Where did I talk about this recently? And then I searched, and I talked about it on episode <laughs> 164, 10-year-old Indy's favorite books. Oh. So I did all of them then. Oh. So then I had nothing. Oh, well. So I was working out, and I was like, I'll just throw on uh, a movie. And what I did was I watched the 1986 The Transformers The Movie which is an animated film from 86 about those titular Transformers. I remember Transformers being a huge thing with the boys in elementary school. I was one of those boys. I remember them playing Transformers. Yep, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it so much. So um, a little context. I don't know if I saw this as a child. I must have. I must have. But... 86. When this came out, I was two. Mm -hmm. So I got really into Transformers probably from the ages of like five to eight. Because there was like a TV show, right? Yeah, definitely. And I was 
watching it, but I, I think that the marketing worked on me more than the actual shows and movies did because I wanted the toys. I wanted to play with them. Yeah. I wanted to be the characters when I played with my friends at recess. But what I do remember most about this movie is in the early 90s. So I guess this movie would have been out for a while already, but movies didn't come out on home video as quick like right. they do now. Yeah. So it was but, like sometimes like six months. Oh, it would be years. Yeah. It'd be years in the 80s before something mm. would come out. And this was one of those, I think. But when I when video stores became a thing, or at least became something I was aware of in the 90s, every time we'd go, I'd go with my sister and be like, Transformers the movie, here it is, let's go, that, this is the movie I want. And every time there would be a different reason why I couldn't take it. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, but we already agreed we're doing this, we're only getting one movie and it's this one. We already picked something, we're going to go with that. And usually the thing was, I was always told, oh, that's on beta. We have VHS. And that was a thing back then. There were two oh. different. Oh. Do you remember this? No. Maybe it was before your time. But there was VHS for VCRs. And then there's Betamax. Uh -huh. Betamax was a superior format and was still used in TV production up to like five years ago. Really. Oh, it was wow. Very. Um, it was better. Much like uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD, HD DVD. Uh -huh. HD DVD was better, arguably, but Blu-ray Blu had better marketing, and mm. really, it was because pornography got on with Blu-ray. And but that's a whole other story we could talk about. <laughs> but um, huh, I'm learning so much today. <laughs> beta died out, but this was at the time when they were battling. So I was always told that's Betamax, so we can't get it. Looking back on it now, I don't think it was. I think they were just lying to me so they <gasps> couldn't rent Transformers. Whoa. So recently they had a um, remastered 4K Blu-ray scan of Transformers. So I picked that up, of course. Of course. And watching it, I was thinking, so maybe I don't remember any of this because I saw it when I was like eight. But you know me in movies that I saw when I was eight. Yeah, I remember Yeah, you remember them. lots of things. So I think I maybe never got to see this movie because I was always told it was on Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am able to watch it. So I watched it. I've seen it twice in the last year. I watched it just today. And I don't have any big insights into this movie, but like, what a fucking wild ride this movie is. <laughs> Crazy time. It's so wild. Um. I'm sure at the time I understood the context and behind all of this, but watching it now, you're just dropped into complete and utter insanity. And it's a lot of fun, though. I was I was along for the ride. So it's an animated movie about fighting robots that can also turn into other things. Robots if you're in not... disguise. Exactly. And we get that song. There's The score is crazy. It's all this... 80s rock into some metal a little bit but there's so many like musical numbers not that they sing but there's extended sequences several times where it's just music <laughs> and huh. it's weird and there's lyrics throughout this entire movie like there's full-on songs not just score oh. there's a weird al song in this in dare to be stupid is in this movie i don't know that song but that's interesting yeah it's it's so strange so you got that coming at you then you got this uh 80s japanese psychedelia some of the time as well and that's all fun and i just wish i could talk about this with my past self or with someone who knows transformers because none of it made 
any sense. <laughs> it's just a bunch of different robot fighting sequences. But it's so weird because I don't get how you kill one of these things, first of all. Oh, yeah. So in the first sequence, robots like storm... Uh, like an office building? I don't know where the other robots are. And they just walk up to him and shoot him in the fucking face with guns. What? They turn into trucks, but they carry like pistols. And they just come up and like shoot someone in the back of the head. And it's like, oh yeah, they're robots. So no, they're dead. They die on the ground and smoke comes out of their eyes and mouth. What? And that character's just dead now. You don't see them anymore. I thought you'd just like take them apart with like a screwdriver or something and that would kill them. So sometimes you can just come and shoot one, but they get killed in so many different brutal ways. One point there's this machine that's just picking them up and dropping them into tubs of acid. What? And it's an assembly line and each one falls in and goes, ah, and then that one's dead. And this was, I think, between seasons two and three of the show. And they just killed off so many characters. Oh, my goodness. They kill off the main character. It was, it was wild. Wow. Uh, sometimes they blow up. Sometimes they get shot and just leak smoke and die. And then sometimes, if it's like a dramatic death, they'll have like a little bit of a speech. And then they turn black and white. And what? then they're just dead. And you're like, oh, but that's the main character. They're coming back, right? No. They just never come that's back. That's it. They're dead. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes they die like a like a car would, like a car crash. Of, and that makes kind of more sense. They kind yeah. of get like smashed up. Right. But how many robots just get like shot in the head and die is, is nuts. And there's a robot who'll be like pleading for his life. And he's like, what mercy did you show? Bam. Execution style. Just shoots him. What? Yeah. You couldn't do that in movies today. This sounds like madness. It is. Oh, but but wait, there's more. <laughs> okay, 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 great. There's also like so they turn into so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. They're what would you think that they're usually turning into? Robots. Oh, but the robots then oh, turn into like cars, cars and trucks. Yeah, like that's... airplanes. That seems to make the most yeah, sense. Vehicles. But one turns into like an old timey train. What? But it's a space that's train. Fun. It's an oh. astro train. Okay. That one I actually remember. I'm lost. So, and then there's so many odd things and they had all of their offshoots, which is mostly just for marketing to like sell mm-hmm. more toys, yeah. right? Yeah. But then there's a sequence where like a dinosaur is fighting a cassette tape and then a train comes and a dog attacks a train. And yeah, all of those things are equally valid. But the dinosaurs all talk like, me dinosaur, me no like. And they're just kind of like caveman talk, but they have complex thought of like, me think we should rethink strategy. <laughs> but their their grammar is just bad because they're dinosaurs. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. That's so strange. And they also age because one gets made fun of for being the old man. But they're all just robots. I don't I I would like to know how they procreate. Yeah. Do they assemble? But then they do they grow as they age? Are they because there is like a little boy robot? But he just talks like it. some of them talk insane and some of them talk, have like regular voices and some of them there's this whole planet they land on where it's a dirt planet and all the robots there have brutish accents, but racist Chinese caricature beards, oh. but they're robots. Oh, and they all turn into the same thing and they have these British accents, but they only talk in phrases from TV shows because why not? And then they'll go to like a water planet and they have to fight robot seaweed, which attacks them. And then there's like robot squids and whatnot, too. But those don't transform. I don't know. I have lots of questions that I think six-year-old Indy could have answered. But currently I can't. Or maybe 
six-year-old Indy would just be like, whatever, it's sweet. Look at these robots Look shooting each robots. other in the fucking Yeah, <laughs> they're turning into stuff. It's very cool. You need to stop overthinking things. I, I think that's probably <laughs> it. But it is a, a wild ride. So if you are six years old and don't ask questions, great movie for you. If you are older and you just want to like, I don't know, go get high and watch this movie. I'm sure it's awesome for that too. Yeah. Just lots of flashing lights and like And it's just such music. a wild thing. And yeah. you're like, what is this? Why are we here now? I don't know. Moving on <laughs> to the next one. And then the voice cast has um I think it's Judd Nelson is one of the leads, who was a big at the time from okay. like Breakfast Club and such. Uh Leonard Nimoy, Spock hmm. is in it. Wow. And this is Orson Welles' last performance. Orson Welles. Of Citizen Kane fame. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was like, I can't having trouble placing him. Okay. Yeah. He plays a planet, a robot planet. Okay. He's the planet in itself. Cool. And Scatman Crothers is in it. This was his last role, too, who was in uh, The Shining that right. we watched. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, a wild movie. So, so strange. I almost wish that I had uh, watched it and then had more time to think about it to say something like clever here. But mm-hmm. all I got is what a time. What, what a time t- the 80s what were. What a time. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so uh, go watch the 1986 movie called The Transformers, The Movie, and uh, have a good time because all of the other Transformers movies are garbage. <laughs> okay. Transformers. Got it. <laughs> Although I really don't get it. No, n- nor should you. And it doesn't sound like you get it either. <laughs> but it, but it was fun so was cool. had. Yeah, it's so cool. So that brings us to Samantha. Yes. I think I know where we're going. Yes. But what is your nostalgic or perhaps updated nostalgic <laughs> pick for what we are going to watch for a big watch? Um, so this is definitely updated nostalgic, um, and really made me nostalgic for like when I was a kid doing this. Um, I am going to have us watch 2023's summer blockbuster, Barbie. (laughs) So this movie grossed $1.4 billion in the box office. Um, it cost $145 million to make, and it is 114 minutes long. There are the numbers. Ooh. Um, so this stars Margot Robbie and um, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yes. And uh, also has um, about 10 to 15 other Barbies and Kens. Um, if you don't know about Barbies, um, each one had like a job or like, a thing that she did so there's like president barbie there's writer barbie um dr barbie there's like mom barbie um and uh there's like mermaid barbie and then for the kens there's like um artist ken basketball ken tourist ken beach ken so um there is uh someone playing like all of these stereotypical uh kind of Barbie types um and uh you also get to see the Barbies uh go into the real world and discover uh the real world problems and how unprepared they are um as 
Barbie dolls. So I'm really excited to see what you think of this. It was um, nostalgic, hilarious, um, and like so much fun to watch. Um, And I just, uh, I'm really interested to know uh, if you'll enjoy it or not. If you'll love it. (laughs) Like I love it. Oh, we should do a podcast all about that. Yes. Okay, great. How about next week? (laughs) Well, it's Greta Gerwig. And I've liked or loved everything she's done. And each movie she's directed, I've liked more than the previous one. Mm -hmm. Because I saw Frances Ha and I was like, oh, that's good. It's interesting. It's fine. And then there's Lady Bird. I was like, oh, that's good. I liked it a lot. And then Little Women, which I loved. So this is the next one. So it should be one of the best movies ever then. It, I'd say it's probably one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Whoa, whoa. I laughed. I cried. I screamed. I danced. It was quite the ride. Can we watch it without screaming? Yes. Okay. We can dance, but uh, the screaming, that's too much. Okay, great. <laughs> um, there's musical sequences there is fashion from the actual barbie dolls um there is a uh male doll named alan and my mom had that exact alan doll in that exact outfit and she like lost her mind in the theater because she was so excited so um i think we're gonna have a really good time watching it did you have barbies I did not, but I was aware of them. You were aware of Barbies, yeah. Yes. Um, did your sisters have Barbies? Not, I'm sure there were some, but like we were a little different. We didn't have a lot of the brand names like right. you guys the big toys. did as much. Although I did have some actual Transformers. Yeah, okay. Well, um, join us next week when we talk about Barbie from 2023. I'm excited. Let's go watch it right now. Okay, perfect. I'm ready. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.